the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. It's the buds. We're here with episode 15. We got a, a bunch of games on the docket for today. We got the two games against the Oilers where we got back-to-back wins. And unfortunately, the two games against the Canucks where we did the exact opposite and got back-to-back losses. I think that's the first time this year. And it's sad to see, but um, we're going to start on a more positive note. Just first of all, with uh, a shout out to uh, the PWHPA uh, and the first ever women's hockey game played at Madison Square Garden. And and that's just a huge step in uh, the women's game. And it's great to see. It's great hockey, great fun. Um, And uh, yeah, just uh, it was a really entertaining game. Kian, what were your thoughts? Uh, both of those teams would have beat the Leafs tonight. Yeah, probably. It was a great game. It was great hockey all around. And that was without any Canadian players. Yes, yeah, so you can imagine that's only get, it could only get better. Right? Like if that's just a showcase of the American talent, and as far as females are concerned, like the the like they need a league. Yeah, and, and I mean their next game is coming up in Chicago, and I, sooner or later we're gonna the get game is tonight. You know that right? Was okay. Uh, yeah, the the New Hampshire one uh, for for one. Well, we're we're really just looking forward to the one in Toronto whenever that happens. That happens. Whenever the coronavirus allows that. Yeah, exactly. So whenever we can see that happen, it would be great to see the the Canadian ladies. But you know, speaking of women's hockey, we were just brainstorming uh, potential team names for a Toronto women's team that we, isn't we, the Toronto Six because personally, that's just a not a great name. We came up with some really bad ones. Yeah, there was a lot of. And we consulted some women on this, so we were, we, we, we were like trying to do. We, we tried to go for the alliteration and it didn't work out. No, and then we just stumbled upon like the best name ever. Yeah, and, and I and I, if this isn't the name, I'll just be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I doubt it will be. I don't care I, if it's not. I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> we need to start a petition. We need this. to. We literally do. Like like it, whoever the the, the fucking five people who listen to this episode. We need to start a petition <laughs> because this needs to be the name. <laughs> it is the Toronto Valkyrie. And for those of you who don't know, the Valkyrie are some boss ass ladies from Norse mythology who ride flying horses and are just badass warriors. They are like if anyone if anyone's a King, uh, a Game of Thrones fan, the Valkyries are like the Kingsguard of Norse mythology. Or, you know, if you're into Marvel, in Thor Ragnarok, they introduced the Valkyrie. Also true. And they play a very similar role to, uh, if you've watched Black Panther in the, in the MCU, play a very similar role to the, the Kingsguard in Wakanda. So, same idea. They are the, the royal battalion of a bunch of female fucking badasses. And I think that... Just aligns perfect for a fucking female hockey team. So, absolutely, you know, that, and, need, that needs to be the name. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, we 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 just want to see it. Toronto, uh, uh, Toronto Valkyrie, let's make it happen. Honestly, just like after watching that game and just like seeing what the PWHPA is doing, like Gary Bettman needs to step his shit up and get involved and figure out a way to follow the footsteps of the of the WNBA and the NBA and talk to Adam Silver and figure out how can the NHL help the women of hockey do the same thing. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, 
you know, it, it it says a lot when it's the team stepping up first, and it's nice to see that it's the original six teams in, in like the New York Rangers, the Chicago Blackhawks, and of course the the Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. uh, all standing up and and giving partnerships to the PWHPA. But I think it's time it's time that the league steps in, the NHL themselves, because they need that they need that help to build a platform. Hey Jerry, grow some platform. fucking kahunas. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, let's <laughs> fucking go, bud. <laughs> All right, so uh, as much as we love talking about the women's game, and I, I think that the conversation should increase on the women's game because it's some damn good hockey. Absolutely. Let's appreciate it for what it is here. Um, but we're moving on to uh, our, our Maple Leafs. The uh, Buds. The boys. Uh, the, the beauties. The Buds. I stole your line. You did. <laughs> you did, but that's okay, man. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start off with the, I guess it was the second of three uh, against Edmonton. And, um, you know, it was a good game. Really, really good game. Um, you know, we got the W. Michael, Michael Hutchinson's best game is the Leaf. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Connor McDavid is just scary. Terrifying. Like, he, he puts the fear of God in you. Like, as soon as he touches the puck, you're like, he probably is going to score. He gets it through the neutral zone, and he starts chugging, and you're like, oh, boy, I do not feel safe. Like, like can you... Like, it's weird because, like, I, 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 that's how we feel as a fan. Can you imagine being a defenseman? Oh God! Well, can you imagine being like you're sitting, you're you're backing into the like through the neutral zone into your own zone, and you just see Connor McDavid getting on his fucking horse, coming at you full speed. Like I'd be shitting my pants. I think it's very similar to how Alex Petrangelo felt with Nathan McKinnon coming in on him. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> that's all, he, all he has to say, Nathan McKinnon, you know, pretty comparable player. And he's coming in at you full speed. And all Petrangelo, one of the top defensemen in the league, just has to say, oh, boy. And, and McDavid, uh, sorry, not McDavid. McKinnon just goes in and, and just snipes. It's, uh, he's terrifying. But yeah. somehow we shut him down. But then all of a sudden we get Bill Nye, the backhand guy. That was a really gross backhand. Right? Like, and who like, saw that coming? And, like, generally just a nice, hard-working goal from Bill there. Yeah. Like, Made his made a point to get to that puck first off of that neutral zone face off, and just out muscle that defenseman to the puck, and just apparently snipes fucking cheddar with a backhand. And Mike Smith was not pleased. No. <laughs> God, how about that beef between Mike Smith and Zach Hyman? Well, that was more in well, the third I, game, but yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. But geez, Bill Nye. On fire. Yeah, uh, absolutely Guys, loving buddy, it. Buddy's figured it out, and it's great, and I hope all the haters uh, go fuck themselves. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You know, there, there wasn't much to complain about in this game. Um, Literally nothing to complain about in this game. No, not, yeah. like it, nothing. nothing. It was a shutout by the, Michael Hutchison. The defense, though, was elite. Like, that was probably the best defensive game the Leafs have played in my entire lifetime. Yeah. Like those those two games, like the Jack Hamill game and then the Hudson game, were like two of the best games the Leafs have played in in all of my memory. Back to back shutouts by two different goalies. Jeez, when's the last time the Leafs have even done that? Fuck, I don't know. I don't want to know. It's. Pretty- I saw I saw this weird stat the other the, the other day of the last time the Leafs won three straight games with three different goalies, and. The go- the goalies were Curtis Joseph, Michael Telkvist, and Jason Kidd. Not Jason Kidd. Is it 
No. Trevor Kid? Jason Kidd is a basketball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player. Is it Trevor Kidd? There was, at least had a goaltender who was a who last name was I think it was Trevor Kid. I think it was Trevor Kid. So it was Talkfish, Talk Kujo, and Kid in like two thousand and three, like two thousand one. Yeah, you're right. It's Trevor Kid. Trevor Kid. Yeah. So there you go. So that's how long it's been since the Leafs won three games in a row with three different goalies. That's how crazy that that, that three game stretch was. And the fact that we got two shutouts in that those two games is astronomical. It's pretty wild. It's fucking totally wild. <laughs> like, just, like, incredible defense. We, like, McDavid wanted to pull his hair out. <laughs> Anybody watched the post-game oh interviews? Oh, my God. Man, I don't think, like, every time the Leafs play McDavid. You could McDavid, see the steam coming out of his ears. Like, he was so, like, he, I, you could feel the rage. Oh, man, he was livid. Like, I, and I could, I could really empathize with him there because if I were in his shoes... I would be just beyond bad. I would be breaking sticks. I would be smashing shit. I, I would be un... You couldn't talk to me for like a day. I and imagine I having to face the media after that. Like as a contractual I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't, honestly like... The, he would had, you pull a Marshawn Lynch? Like I'm just here so I don't get fired. Honestly, I, honestly, I kind of would. I feel like I would. Or, or actually, I might have done what Drysaddle did. <laughs> it has been sarcastic about uh, it. <laughs> But the questions he was getting were just fucking... Yeah, but Dreisaitl's comment was fucking hysterical. Uh, so, uh, so you know, you know, the top guys didn't really, you know, carry their weight this year, how, this, these three games. How did you feel about that? Uh, yeah, you know, I just... We just love not getting any points for three games. <laughs> it's great. It's great, yeah. Like, just a fucking legendary answer. Oh, man. I saw this. I was listening to Lee's Lunch this, earlier this week. It was like, imagine being able to be sarcastic in two different languages. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just... Oh, man. I, and, I, and the Leafs just did that to them. We just, like, literally they had one point between Drysdale and Maple The two top point-getters in the entire league had one point over three games against the Maple Leafs. That is insane. Seriously. No other team in the entire league over the last three years has done that. It's wild. But you know, wild. That's a good segue into uh, the third and final game against Edmonton. And, um, you know, another win, <laughs> a dominating win at that. But uh, it was also the return of, of Freddie Anderson and Austin Matthews, which, you know, great to see. Freddie played great. Matthews did not. Yeah. I mean, Matthews, you, you could tell he was a little hesitant with his shot. He still does not look 100%. No, he doesn't. And that's the thing. There was one place, especially, I think he had passed it off to Tavares or or somebody else. Anyway, he had, he had it in the high slot, and he had a perfect shooting opportunity, but instead he passed it off to the side, which normal Austin Matthews is, is shooting that 100% of the time and likely scoring. Yeah. But I think there's still some hesitation in shooting because of his wrist, mm. and I think that's why he passed it off, and ultimately it didn't result in a goal. You're right, but this game was also further proof. That the duds have special powers. Okay, but how about fucking Jason Spezza with three points? I mean, guys, it is. Guys <laughs> Vintage Spezza Vin- keeps returning this guy year. Guy is just a fucking stud. Did he find a time machine? Like, like he's, he- <laughs> he's literally running at a half point per game pace. On the fourth line? On the f- <laughs> running, playing ten minutes a night. It's insane. 
Like he just hit the 82 game mark for his uh, entire Leafs tenure, and he literally has 41 points. But how about five different Leafs with multi-point nights? Amazing. And we we had three different Leafs outscore the entire Edmonton team over three games. And those players were Jimmy VC, Zach Hyman, and Willie Nylander. Speaking of Jimmy VC, finally. The Duds have powers. The Duds have powers. They're We've su- come the, to this com- conclusion. The Duds have superpowers. Like, whoever we name a Dud, the following week, or following couple of weeks, they all of a sudden show up. We, we call Kerfoot out, goes on a rampage. McKayev. Call McKayev out, goes on a rampage. Called, called Engvall out. Hyman. Hyman out. We call, like... Hall? It's, it's crazy. It's literally, it's crazy. Like, it just keeps happening. It's, it's and I and I, and I hope, because I already know who my fucking dud is for this week. I think mine might be the same. Uh, well, I'm... We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going first this week. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping my dud for this week, because I have him in my fantasy. They better fucking figure it out next week, because he did fucking nothing this week. And tonight's game was entirely his okay, fault. Okay, well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're but still it's, on the positive it's note. Entirely his fault. We're still on the positive note so, here. The rate, the rate, sorry, but okay. how about Jimmy VC getting two goals after we call him a dud? It's well. We call it. We had to call him a dud twice. Twice. He had back to back duds, so he just got to score a goal for each dud. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually kind of true, because every other every other dud only scored once, and then he comes out and scores two to make up for two the lack game. of goal last big week. Showing, <laughs> big showing. Um, and you know, then we got John Tavares. You know, with an absolute beauty of a goal, but you know, honorable mention to Jumbo Joe for you know doing what Jumbo Joe does with an absolutely his, ridiculous pass. His whole career, yeah, like no luck behind the back backhand pass, casual. Then snipe. Okay, beauty, love it. Thanks. The weird. I'm I'm still getting ahead of myself. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I mean, it's great to see that Tavares is finally getting the monkey off of his back and is starting to come back to, you know, being our captain and being one of our best players. Um, and I kind of like the chemistry there between Tavares and Jumbo. Like, I Dude, like that. Dude, I've been <laughs> saying this for weeks. I've been saying this for weeks. Get Jumbo off the first line. Put him with Tavares. Put Hyman back up there. Yes. Put, but although, although I do love the line of Mikheyev, Engvall, and Hyman. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I so find someone else line. to play that top line left wing role. Like put fuck Kerfoot. Put, put Kerfoot there. Yeah. <laughs> put fucking Kerfoot there. I don't care. But like, dude, Jumbo Joe is not fast enough to play with Matthews and Marner, and the last two games have made that very apparent. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't argue that. Uh, but how- you, can, you can just tell he's just he's just trying to keep up, and these guys are just trying to make plays to like adhere to his lack of speed. It does it it just doesn't work. Well, how about our boy Ilya Mikheyev, the soup man, with an absolute beauty of a goal, but also a beauty pass from Zach Kaiman. And, and but he finally got a fit. He finished. <laughs> he, finished. <laughs> he finished. He finally finished his soup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's the. I think that was one of the big thing. It's like Hyman, Engvall, and Soup. They're it's just a fantastic line. They're just fucking dogs on raw meat. There, that's a great line. I I love it. I love it. I love it. It's the third line that the Leafs have been missing for the last three years. And, and you know the thing about Engvall because he's so fucking big. 
It's like he's a gazelle. He is a gazelle. Well, that's always been our nickname for him is the gazelle. He's so fast. He's so long and lanky, and he just just gets there. But here's the thing. I think it was a defensive play where he's back checking and it looks like he's so far away. Like he looks like he's six feet away, like COVID distance away, <laughs> but turns out his stick is just six feet long. So he just swings it and he gets the puck. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, and he's like deceptively fast. So like someone will be like coming in over the line and not expecting the angle to catch up, and then he takes two strides and he's right next to you. Well, his legs are so fucking long that he covers so much ground. Well, his legs are as long as most people's sticks. <laughs> I mean, he is six five. Like, he's a big boy. He's a fucking giant. But you know, I, I you love to see it. It's about time. And then of course, of course, we went from Bill Nye the backhand guy to Bill Nye. The wrist shot guy. I mean, who's surprised? I know. Like, he'll always be another wrist shot. Yeah, I know. Well, that's I know, where he we, we all know the the Willie Styles nickname has come out, and like, you know, I credit to Jumbo for giving him that name. But <laughs> put it on his. Stick. I know it's kind of jokes, but okay. But how about Fredzilla? <laughs> I still prefer Steady Freddy, but Fredzilla is hilarious. How about Fred X same day delivery? I also really like that. <laughs> But Bill, Bill Nye, the wrist shot guy, will always be the case because his wrist shot is lethal. Lethal. Well, he also got Wild Bill. <laughs> no, Wild Bill is William Carlson. You can't. No, that, Man, that, all, that, all the boys on Instagram, no, no. like Mitchie and wild, stuff, are sharing Wild, wild Bill. No, no. Wild Bill has literally been taken by William Carlson for like three years. That cannot happen. That's not a thing. Oh, they already tried, no, man. No, it's Willie Styles or Bill Nye, the wrist shot guy. And for me, he will always be Bill Nye, the wrist shot guy. One, every single time the teacher was hungover and didn't want to do a class in school, they show Bill Nye, the science guy. And so I have a very endearing factor to Bill Nye. And because of Bill Nye, the science guy? Yeah. And so <laughs> William has now filled that role of Bill Nye the Science Guy to become Bill Nye the Wrist Shot Guy. But in hockey, it's so good. <laughs> it's, the, it's the blend of everything you want. Okay, but now let's get into the Mike Smith, Zach Hyman. Debacle. Oh, man. How I, mad was Mike Smith? Mike Smith wanted to break Hyman's face. Well, he tried a few times. <laughs> 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 like, you. It was almost like Ron Hextall was in there. You could just like you could just see the burning rage in fucking Mike Smith's eyes every time. Like the the bet the biggest karma though was Mike Smith does the stupid thing of punching him in the back of the fucking head with his blocker. Ball is already down. Like what are you doing, you dumb fuck? And then Hyman goes out on the same power play and scores. And he's like blocking. He's like, he's literally standing in front of him, screening him, and then fucking scores after blocking the the shot himself and like getting right into the crease. So he's right in his grill and scores on the guy who just punched him in the head to kick the penalty. Like it, it was just like the best, the most perfect karma I've ever seen. Slight correction there. He first punched him in the back of the head with the glove, and then he got the penalty for that for roughing. And then Hyman was in front and scored on him. And as he was getting up, he takes the blocker and kind of gives him a, a light smack in the back of the head. Kind of like, a, well, fuck you. And, and But Hyman's getting the last laugh. He's like, well, fuck you. I just scored on you. <laughs> I just scored the 6-1 goal. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, how are you still in the net, bud? Because, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Edmonton's a tire fire? I don't get it. 
I really like, but, but like, like they were playing so well coming into that, so maybe not. We we just played really great in yeah, most of the games. Yeah, like we played fucking solid. And uh, fortunately, can't do the same thing about the next fucking two shitholes. Oh jeez, you know this this one's gonna get rough, and um, it's gonna get real rough, real rough. Yeah, it's gonna get raw. It's gonna get emotional, and uh, we're gonna. We're going to take some time here and really break these ones down. You know what? Because they deserve to be dissected. Because, you know, as great as this season has been, we haven't had much to complain about. And we got, we finally got some stuff to complain about here. We got some fucking full plates of complaints. Okay. So, um, I mean, the first game against Vancouver just started off on, like, the worst note possible with an own goal from Justin Hall. An own goal. It's like, man. But also, here's the other thing. It's like, for Hall, he in the previous game he took a really bad penalty, and uh, ended up giving up a goal on that on said penalty. Um, and you know what? That's that sucks. And then you kind of score on your own net. But at the same time, he really shouldn't be in that position where the puck's behind the goalie already and. Everybody's scrambling. Like you were like that was like two minutes into the game. Okay, so like yes, that is mostly Hall's fault. But like, how does the puck end up in the mid air there off of a, a sideline drive like that? Like, like Hutch needs to hold his post there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's different. No, goal. no, no. Same goal. I'm talking about the same play. That same play, Hutch pulls off the post and just puts his stick there, which then chips that puck into the air, which then ends up behind him, and which point Hall puts in his own net. My point is, if he had just held his post there, the puck never goes in the air, and what Hall's what the the, the play is dead. Like he he ref, like is it, this is the fourth time. Fourth time this season, we're like, dude, just fucking stay on your post. And that comes back to haunt him fucking two shots later. Yeah, you know what? We, we really, we, I honestly planned on pumping Hutch's tires this week because of how well he played against Edmonton. It was his best game as a league. It was, he played amazing. But, geez, did he really undo all of that work in Vancouver? Yeah, well, I mean, I hope Rory's fucking eating his own shit because he was giving us shit for pump, for fucking ripping Hutchison because he played one good fucking game. I'm sorry, but like I said, it, I said it two weeks ago. We you cannot expect the Leafs to win every time when you let in three goals every fucking time you're in the net. Every time it seems, other than, unless it's a shutout, I guess. Like like I can count on one hand of all the games he's played of the times he's let in less than three goals. Two of them are shutouts. One was against the Islanders last year, which is like his second last game as a Leaf. And then one was this game against Edmonton. And other than that, every other game is three goals against. How are you supposed to win a game like that? Well, my, my biggest problem with Hutchinson is a few different things. One is I find that he's incredibly overreactive. And the smallest little thing will happen in front of him. But he reacts so wildly, so erratically, that he puts himself way out of position all the time. And when you react like that in a game where people are trying to fake you out. So, like, if he gets faked out so bad, he'll react so badly that he leaves a wide open fucking net. And it's like, you are every fucking 
dynamic shooter's dream. And that's the thing. It's like, you can't be like that in the NHL. Like, positioning needs to be at the top of your game. And your positioning, Michael Hutchinson's positioning is just not at an NHL level. Sometimes I feel that he thinks he has a higher hockey IQ than he does. And what I mean by that is that, like, there'll be times where he's like, he assumes that a player coming in on them is going to make a pass. And so then makes a play in preparation for that pass and doesn't respect the fact that that guy's going to shoot the fucking puck. That was true in the Tim Stutzler goal. That was true again in the fucking Vatnin goal. Well, not Vatnin. No. Vertanen. Vertanen. It was a Nen. <laughs> well, those are more so just covering your post, and I think that's been a really big issue. Yeah, but well. both of those times, he's expecting that guy to make a pass because they're on such a crazy angle. And so he comes off of the post. But here's the thing. He didn't even come off of his post. He just isn't covering it at all. They went above his shoulder. Guess what? Half the net is still available above his shoulder because he crouched down so low against his post. It's like, dude, I'm not a goalie, but this is goaltending 101. Cover your fucking post. You're right. You're totally right. Like that's he didn't like if he bought a fake or a fake pass. Well, that's that's what he that's what he said. You're giving him too much credit to anticipate that play. (laughs) It's what he said in his post game conference. So I was trying to give him credit for that. No, I'm I'm taking it at face value. I watched that goal over and over, and I'm like, he did not even flinch to the other side. So for him to use that excuse of oh, I was I thought he was going to make a pass. You were covering your top fucking corner at all. None. And the, the weird thing is, was that when it happened to Tim Sousa, I blamed it on the fact he was a southpaw. And now this was on the other side of the net. Which means it doesn't matter. He just doesn't know how to cover his post. Yeah, exactly. exactly. This is the same goal. <laughs> exact same goal. Same spot. It is. It's on the opposite side. Well, that, that's what confirmed it for me. The, the Vertanen goal confirmed it for me. Because the Stutzel one I knew shouldn't have gone in, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt. This one confirms it for me that he just has no idea how to fully cover his post. Maybe he's not big enough. Because, like, we're used to having hulking Freddy in there. Who, how tall is Hutchison? I don't know. I think he might be under six foot. Because, But, like, I don't think he is. That's the, that's the he, fucked up part. He's not a huge guy. But, like, normally Freddy, he has one leg down on the post, one leg up. And he covers the entire net. For Hutch, when he's covering his post there... He's 6'3". No fucking way. He's only an inch shorter than Freddy. Why does he bend down so much? I don't know! <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's... Oh, then he doesn't even have an excuse. No excuse! He's not fucking Jonathan Bernier in there. Because there was a good foot of net available above his shoulder. Bro, I, I'd, I'd rather have Jonathan Bernie fucking making that save. At least he knows how to cover his post. <laughs> Seriously. Like, like, like I said, that's goaltending 101. Like, it's just... It's just... Uh, it's, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Look, at the end of the day, we're talking about a third-string goalie here. So... Yeah. Like, I, I, we know that Freddie or Campbell will have that save every day of the week. And I guess you, like, you just can't give the same expectations to a third-string goalie, but at the same time, for a guy like Hutch, who's been in the league and, uh, for so long, so long. And played over 100 NHL games. Like, you got to know better than that. It just, it just makes me sad, man. Because, like, I don't... Like, I want the best for the guy. Like, I don't have, like, a fucking burning hate for the guy. 
seems like a very nice dude, like a very genuinely good like, dude. But like, I will, I will give him credit when he plays well. Like the game, the game against Edmonton, he, he played, played fantastic. Like, but like, the the bad goals are so bad, especially like the cru- their crucial goals at, at crucial times. Like that Vertanen goal was their go ahead goal like in the second period and then it was all downhill from there like at least after the first bad goal Engvall decided to step up and what an individual effort from Engvall absolutely to cut through the middle absolutely. and absolutely snipe that was a beauty play that man. was yeah that absolutely was great to see for sure no doubt but then then again uh, again does have power maybe this is a, just a bad combination of Hall and Hutchinson because then Hall gets the penalty that leads to a goal these this the last three games have been Hall's worst three games of the season. Yeah, they, he's he's been brutal. Maybe maybe it's because he has um, a Jake Muzzin who doesn't seem to be playing at a hundred percent. Probably because his face is broken. <laughs> Which I mean, fair, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, he, he's looking like the Hall that Babcock put in the press box rather than the Hall who you know it's hammer time, baby. That's the Hall we want. And like, all has not like he's like, oh, I'm gonna at least I slap shot more now, and like we have not seen it since. No, I wish we, I wish we would. I really, I really do. Right, like, like, dude, you have like just he's been our best, like arguably our one of our best defensemen all year, and this week has just it's been a tough week for him, and I, I hope Sheldon sits him aside and be like, bro, just take a breath. We need more from you. Like, it, I find a lot of players on the Leafs have a tendency to kind of get in their own head. And like I the think... The Babcock effect? Maybe. <laughs> like, I, I think that is certainly the case with Mitch Marner. It's definitely the case with John Tavares. Um, it's definitely the case with William Nylander. Matthews, too. Yeah, Matthews definitely has his moments. Uh, and you see it with um, with Riley as well sometimes. Like... He overthinks plays where it's like, dude, you're, you're so good. Just chill. chill. Yeah. Like, I think they all just need to take a collective breath, you know, just take a step back for like a second and realize that you guys don't have to think this much. Stick like it's, it's the old saying, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> but the weird thing is, like, what was so beautiful about that Edmund, those Edmonton games is that even the guys who weren't having great games, they fell back on the system. They played system, system, simple games. And the two games against Vancouver, that was not the case. They were having bad games, and they did stupid shit. Stupid moronic astronomically dumb shit yeah like hold on let me just do this drop pass as we're crossing the blue line to no one I, hey hold on let me just throw this pass to no one let me just throw this puck to the blue line where this guy just went for a change like it was just like there was just so much stupidity everywhere i mean that first game against vancouver you can give them the benefit of the doubt you know you're playing on the second of a, a back-to-back they had a lot of chances. Like you had Matthews hit the post on that empty net. The Tavares missed an empty net. Paul gets an own goal. Matthews hit a crossbar his first shot of the net for the start of the game. 
Exactly. And then you have Vertanen score from the fucking bottom of the circle, closer to the hash marks, because Hutchinson can't fucking cover his post. And and that's the thing. It it, it sucks because it's right when you think that Hutch is turning it around, where he's finally starting to, you know, be a good goalie. He just, you know, resorts back to his old ways. Like, it, it makes me sad how much he reminds me of Jonathan Bernier. Of just like someone who you're like, hey, he had a good game. Hey, he had a good game. And then he lets in a fucking stinker. And you're like, oh, there's the goalie I know. <laughs> there he is. Oh, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, I didn't realize we still have Vesa Toscala. Like, <laughs> That's the thing. I think Leaf fans in general are just traumatized by goaltending because of the Vesa Toscalas and the Andrew Raycrofts and the Jonathan Berniers of the world. And the all bands and the fucking talk fists and the like, and like the, the the list goes on and on and on from the time Curtis Joseph left the Maple Leafs, it was just a tire fire until James Reimer had a run for a bit, and then they decided to trade for Jonathan Bernier for no fucking reason and let that asshole take the net from the guy who had actually carried you to the playoffs and just ruin his confidence and then. Brian Gionta takes his face off, and uh, his career was never the same. So it's it, like we're you're absolutely right. Leaf fans have been absolutely traumatized by the fucking the goalies of of goalies of history past. And Freddie was our fucking savior, and has been. And anyone who tries to talk shit about Freddie, just think about what we dealt with from all of the fucking last two decades, and think that you do you want to go back to that? Do you really want to go back to that? Would you rather be Detroit and have Jonathan Bernie in your fucking goalie right now? No, no, so, no. So, uh, so shut your fucking mouth. Freddie is a fucking savior, and there's no way you can blame him on any of the goals tonight or any of the last few night, few games. Give Freddie the love he deserves. Absolutely, because Freddie has been a a rock. He really has been. He's put in insane. Bro, he's beyond minutes. a rock. He's been our fucking diamond. Like the amount of, of games he's played over the years that he's been here is insane. Like is insane. Uh. He should not have played that many games. No, but he did. But he did. But that's Babcock's fault. Well, we're only going to play the backup goalie on back-to-backs. Like, hold on. Let me just uh, fuck my Curtis McLean in the butthole by playing well in back-to-backs. Hold on. Let me just screw Garrett Sparks' whole entire NHL career because I only play you in the back-to-backs. Let me just screw Michael Hutchison because I'm only going to play you back-to-backs. Like, it, it was just, it just like, like, why are you doing this? Like, you don't have Marty Brodeur over there who can play 70 games. Yeah. like That's not a thing anymore. Give the dude a break. Like, Marty Brodeur is Marty Brodeur for a reason. He played 70 games because he could. He was a hybrid goalie. He didn't even go down half the time to make a save, so it's not as taxing on his body. Like, it now just... every goalie is a, a, a butterfly goalie. Exactly. So. Like, it, it's just like he... I don't know. I, I don't think... Well, People think he's going to make it in the NHL again. I don't think so. Fuck Babcock. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Amen. <laughs> That's all I gotta say to that, man. It's weird. Like looking at how good Matthews and Marner are and Nylander and all these fucking guys, looking at where we're at now with this new coach, I'm like more and more leading to that I think we'd be this good. We would have been that good with with or without Babcock. You could have had anyone there. And in fact, I wish we had Tom McClellan there. 
I actually really like Todd McClellan. Because I think Tom McClellan was screwed by being in Edmonton. Would have been a much better fit in Toronto over the last five years before we had Keith. Like, I'm not trying to say like I don't like Keith because Keith has been fantastic. But well, like, well, that's the other thing. Would Keith have a job as the Leafs head coach if they had McClellan? Probably not. There you go. But would the Leafs have made it past the first round in the last three playoffs? Probably. Well, there you go. I mean, it, it, Babcock's not a hard coach to coach against. He's easy to figure out because once yeah. you have him figured out, you have him figured out. He's not going to change. Especially when you play him again and again and again in the playoffs. Like, Boston played us back-to-back years. Like, oh, look, the Leafs haven't changed. You have to do the same thing. Let's just do the same thing. It's just, I don't know. Uh, fuck, I don't know. We, I, I, that, that interview Babcock did with Sportsnet just, like, brought up some major amounts of rage. I was just like, you pompous It made fucking... you dislike him even more, because not once did he say he was sorry about any of it. And, it, like, he had the audacity to co- still call himself a good person, but you're not a good person. You're not. And you try to be a, an ambassador for, for mental health, and yet you have guys like Johan Franzen coming out saying that you directly caused mental health issues for them. And then you try to say, oh, I wasn't aware of mental health issues back then? And that was like... So you're saying that you were a piece of shit before, but here's and now you're suddenly a changed person because you're aware of it? There's so many examples, like what he did to Spezza on opening night. Oh, yeah. What he did to Mike Medano. Getting hit. What was That's it? so much worse. Yeah, that was... Like, like, what he did to Spezza was bad and just fucking... What's the word? Cruel. No, no, not cruel. It was petty. It was petty. And what he did to Mike Medano was cruel. That was cruel uncalled for and i don't know how he has a job with, would ever get a job in the league again what, after what was doing it? that Medano's, like, for, for, to get the 1500 games last game of the season the team's not like they're they're not a good team and he sits the guy and he sits on 499 knowing that it's his last year in the league like how do you do that how do you live with yourself and do that you're telling me you, could have just, you couldn't have just put that guy on the fourth line, the arguably best American hockey player of all fucking time, on your fourth line for one game? Just to allow the guy to get the 1500? Like, you pile of garbage. I just, that's just scummy. Just scummy, unacceptable. And then the fact that he follows that up by doing what he did to Jason Spezza. You're just proving our point for that. And then there's the Mitch Marner fiasco. Or the Justin Hall fiasco, or the... Frankie Corrado count- fiasco or the Josh Levo situation. Like, there's just so many guys that are around the league now that probably would still be Maple Leafs if it wasn't for Mike Babcock. Well, here's what I find kind of curious in the difference between Babcock and, and Keefe is Babcock would always say, oh, well, we need to emphasize our defensive game. The players need to, to play better defensively. Um, well, why don't you coach them to play better defensively? Why don't you implement a system that emphasizes defense exactly what Sheldon Keefe has done? It's, it, it's abundantly clear. If there's one thing you can take away from this season so far is that Sheldon Keefe has implemented a system that is defense first. But also, like I feel like Babcock would just say we need to play better defense. Wouldn't do anything about it. Exactly. Whereas Keefe goes in and like, he points out very specific details of like, this is exactly what needs to change in order for us to get better in this element of the game. He's very, very detail-oriented with his instruction. And as a millennial, 
that's exactly the type of feedback that I need in my own personal development. I know that when I get feedback in work, if it's just generalized, hey, you need to fix something, that's not going to fucking help me improve that skill. But if you can come in very specific, it's like, hey, this aspect, if you tweak that, you can achieve this. Especially when you're dealing with a roster of mainly offensive guys. Exactly. Where they all they've known their whole careers is offense. You need to teach them the defensive game. And you need to do it step by step. You can't just all of a sudden expect them to be a god of defense overnight. You need to gradually work them up to being a defensive superstar. Here's the thing. The, the translation this year has been phenomenal. Like, this is the best the Leafs have played defensively ever in my, in my life. Can't speak to before I was alive, but so, the simple fact is, like, I saw this bar down video this week. Is like, and the, it was just a, a debate on: is this the best Leafs team we've ever seen in the history? And and some people would say that that is a ridiculous statement to make because we're halfway through a, a weird season and we're not. They're playing against only six teams and all the other shit. But it's like the debate on the other side is like, but like. The Leafs have been so bad for so long. If, and even historically, when they were winning, they didn't have that many great seasons. They just showed up in the playoffs. But they had great players who would show up. Yeah, but my, my point is, is like the Leafs are currently on pace to set the franchise record for wins. If, if we were over an 82-game season, they were on the franchise record for wins, franchise record for points, franchise record for goals against. Like, I don't know how that you can't at least have the debate that this team is in the conversation if they can continue on their path currently to be the best Maple Leaf team of all time. Well, But do they have to win at least a round? Absolutely. Do they need to probably win the cup to achieve that status? Yes. Yes. Can you, can you definitively say that without them winning the cup? No. Even if they win the President's Trophy? No. I'd say as of right now, they are the best Leafs team of the modern era. Easily, easily. I think since the, the only debatable team to that, there's only three teams that would come into mind. From '67 onward, like yeah, the only there's only three teams that come to mind that would debate that. That's the '93 team with Gilmore, the '99 team with Sundin, and the 2002 team with Sundin. Fair, because all three of those teams made it to the conference finals. So this team needs to make it at least that far, if not to the Stanley Cup Finals, they if they the want to be in that conversation. They have the potential for sure. All the, all the pieces are there, and they're playing great, other than the last two games, which have been fucking dog shit. Well, here's the thing. Like, they got a pass on the first loss. There's no pass on tonight. No. This, this game was frustrating. Not, but that's the thing. It didn't start off frustrating. Like, sure, we ended up with a quick goal against, but they bounced back pretty well. Um, you know, you saw a, a good combination of both Jimmy Vc and, and Zach Wigosian. Um, really getting into it with guys in front of the net to protect Freddie Anderson, which is great to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Justin Hall jumped in on, on a, a different play. Um, so, that, you know, the, there's a, t- a tough first goal against. Uh, but then, you know, Captain Johnny Toronto. The bomb, and I called it. That was that was so Matt Sundin-esque. <laughs> it was. It was Just absolutely walk into nice. the offensive zone and let an absolute bomb go top cheddar. That that was a Matt Sundin style goal, and how appropriate from the Leafs captain. But you know, as soon as as soon as JT got that puck there, I was you like, "Did call it?" I was like, "Goal!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> called it before I even went in. <laughs> I just I just had a feeling. But like 
what pisses me off about tonight's game is that the big boys were our worst players in the ice. Well, here's the thing. I think we had a decent first two periods. No. Um, no. As a team. Not not. Our, not but, okay. But like our, our big boys were our other than like the, our first line. Because I, I, I don't think Nylander or, or Tavares had a bad game. I think this is on the two big boys. The two superstars of the team were easily the two worst players on the team tonight. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Matthews looks like he's still dealing with that injury. And I think that's a that's a good transition into our, our buds or duds for the week. What do you mean? we still got uh, more to cover here. What do we have to cover? Well, you got to mention Jimmy Vc scoring again. I mean. With a pretty gross pass from Brody. We've already talked about the fact that uh, the duds have powers. Yeah, but he's just re-emphasizing. <laughs> the duds have powers. Not to mention the shit refing. Kerfoot with a very blatant boarding call. Yeah, the refing is just horrible, It was just man. bad all around. But like, like, I'm honestly, I'm just sick and tired of talking about the refs. And like tonight, it wasn't even just about the like the actual calling of the game. These motherfuckers were in the way all fucking night. Like I've never seen a ref refs be so involved in the fucking play of the floor of the game in my life. They blocked like six or seven fucking plays where they're either trying to get out of a zone or they're blocking a, a ringer on pass or they're fucking getting in the way of a player going to get the puck. Like, like move the fuck out of the way. And they basically had the whistles away except for calls that they had to call. And But even, like, the Kerfoot call, that, I would consider that a call you have to call. Yeah. But they didn't. It was just, like, they're... they're I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so sick and tired of talking about the fucking travesty that is the fucking officials in the NHL. They're so bad at their job that a fucking toddler that's blind could do it better than them. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, there's no consistency, they don't even know what the fucking rules are, and they don't get the fuck out of the way! Yeah, it's not good. Like, what the fuck are you there for? Your job could be done by a robot in the fucking stands! Truth. So why the fuck do we pay you all this fucking money to do nothing? To not even call the rule book, and then you're in the fucking way! Like, literally, why? 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 Why do we have fucking human refs? Why? What's the fucking point? Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, I mean, there's the whole, you know, calling things in real time, but this has been really, really bad this year, especially. And I, Across the board, we watched the game in the other division the other night. It's so bad. It's, it's bad on the American side, too. Yeah. It's just bad. Across the board, all the refs, terrible. There's not a single fucking good ref in the league. None. Not one. Linesman or referee. All bad. All of them. All of them. Fire them all. Start again. Start again. Scorched Earth. Yeah, Scorched Earth. And, you know, fuck, you know what they really need to do is... Put them all through fucking ref school again? What they really need to do is reiterate the rule book. Fucking get revamped the rule book. Fuck because it, it hasn't been changed in fucking 50 years. Put the fucking rule book on their fucking glass. Put a pair of glasses but on them and put a fucking rule book on it. Well, the biggest thing for me is, like, is cross-checking a penalty or isn't it? Oh, no, it's not. Because, like... Only if the guy falls. But you see what happened to, like, Ovechkin, for example. He just cross-checked three times, and then, like, he speared a guy in the nuts. So that's never okay. But at the same time, it's like, maybe if you guys called a cross-check, it wouldn't have to come to that. Well, we've been saying that for fucking years. That, like, when shit doesn't get called, 
shit gets escalated. Yeah, the players will self-govern. Like, they'll, they'll self-ref. <laughs> we, see, we see this in men's league all the time. Stupid fucking refs don't call the game effectively. And so shit, people take things into their own hands. Because if you're not going to call the penalty... Then we're going to get even. We're going to get even. Exactly. Like, if, if this guy is going to be allowed to just fucking take liberties and slash the shit or cross-check me, and you're not going to call anything, I'm going to break my stick over his leg. Like, you, you need to fucking control the game. You are a referee. Your whole point of being there is to keep the game in order. And they don't do it effectively. It is beyond frustrating, and I don't even want to talk about it anymore. So please, can we just move on to buds or duds? All right, well, you said you wanted to go first, so... All right, I'm going to start with duds this week, because they just, this needs to be called out, and Mitch Marner is by far the fucking dud of the week. Completely useless all week. Had no impact on the three wins against the Oilers. Did nothing. And then was absolute fucking dog shit against the two, the two games against the, the, the Canucks. And especially tonight. Especially tonight. I've never seen so many fucking brutal. Let me just drop this pass to no one. Let me just send this pass. Let me just do a drop pass. Let me just do a fucking stupid pass. Like, look where the fuck you're passing. It was... Ugh. Ew, ew, I mean, gross, awful, fucking get better. You know, this was one of my biggest criticisms of Mitch Marta was the careless passing. And he has gotten better this year, but this week especially kind of really showed he him. He caused two goals on his own. Yeah, this game especially was really bad. First, it was trying to deke around 10 guys, but then you do a little backhand pass. Not it, it wasn't too really the winger. It wasn't deep in the zone. It was right to their defenseman who would then pass it up and they go in and score. Yeah. And then the next time you try a spinorama back pass to no one, to no one, right to their player actually, and they go in to score. So I mean, that's the game. Get your fucking we, we head had, out of the we ass. We had this game, like we had it. Yeah, it was we were right up two one, and you just fucking handed it to them on a fucking silver platter. So the dud of the week is Mitch Marner because. That was on an unacceptable week from the guy who's supposed to be top three in the league in points. And that's the thing. It's something that's so simple to correct. Instead of trying to make a fancy play in the neutral zone, realize you're in the fucking neutral zone, and it could go either way. Get it deep. But also realize what time of the game it is. It's crucial It's 12 time. minutes left in the game. You're up by one goal. Do the fucking simple thing. Get the fucking puck deep and get the fuck off the ice. Let them chase it. <laughs> Like, don't give them an easy fucking two odd men rush the other way. It was, like, it was just such a fucking frustrating game to watch him play tonight. Yeah. And, nah, he's... Well, I've never seen someone go faster from Bud to Dead in my life. Well, you know what? I gotta name Justin Hall as my dud for the week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, there's the own goal, which... You know, that kind of speaks for itself. And the penalty that game, too. And that, that yeah, that bad penalty that also led to a goal. So, uh, I mean, that's another pretty much a reason for a loss. It, it is, because that first own goal takes the wind out of your sails. The second goal, you only lost 3-1. Like, come on, man. You got to do better than that. And, that like, that kind of shit's just not acceptable. And it's little things, little things that are easily correctable. Um but I think Justin Hall will bounce back, and especially now that he's been named a dud, we all know that the duds have power. So Mitch Marner and Justin Hall are just going to explode next week. This would be great. Yeah. 
Just don't yeah. get like I and you know it pains me for this one because I'm really like the biggest Justin Hall supporter. And I, I, we're, I'm also a huge Mitch Marner fan. Like 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 that's the thing is like our duds are never like we're trying to attack the person. We're calling it as we see it. We're calling it, we're we're very critical about it because we have to be. But at the same time, we want the best for these players and we want them to show what they're capable of. But at the same time, these are things that need to be corrected. So now I guess we at least we get to finish on a positive note. Who's your bud? Oh, my bud. That was gross. Dude. I know, right? I, I felt it was needed. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was needed. And a vulgar. Oh, well. My uh, bud is Johnny Toronto. John Tavares. Because the guy's coming around. He's figuring it out. He's been playing great. And he's been playing great. Him and Bill have figured it out. If there's anybody who had a great game tonight. JT. JT had a fantastic game. And I, and I will always appreciate anyone reminding me of Matt Sundin. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did tonight. And the fact that I was able to call his goal before it even before it even wound up, I just knew he was going to score that. And it was like that. That was just so... You're totally right that it was so Matt Sundin reminiscent. And it was just, just beautiful. It was beautiful. So, yeah. JT, lot of the week for me. Fuck. You know, I was going to pick him because I thought you might pick the bud that I'm about to select. Uh, but I guess we'll do it in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, yeah, JT was fucking unreal this week. You know, he, he's fine. He got the monkey off his back, and now he's back to being John Tavares. Yeah. And he's been playing really, really well. He's making really smart plays. He's fighting for the puck. He's, he's the dangles are coming back out. Yeah, exactly. In the right, in the right circumstances, unlike early in the year where he was trying to do things too fancy. And who the fuck knew that John Tavares had a slap shot? <laughs> I didn't. Right? <laughs> like, where did you pull that out of? Okay, okay. So uh, my bud of the week has got to be William Nylander. Back to back. Back to back. Back to back buds for Bill Nye. Out of boy. I mean, you, you get Bill Nye the backhand guy and Bill Nye the wrist shot guy in one week. Not to mention Willie Styles, like he has been on fire. I don't know how he couldn't be a bud this week. Yeah, I mean, he's got like five goals in the last five games. I think so. Like, he's Sick. I, well, I think six or seven points in the last five games. Yeah, he's been buzzing. He's, he's been, buzzing. been great. Honestly, he looks like the Bill that we uh, all know and love, and uh, it's good to see because he, he's had a tough go for a lot of his career here, and. Um, you know, I, I only want the best for William Nylander, and he's finally starting to show his skill set. And we all knew it was elite. That's why I never wanted him to be traded because that would come to bite us in the ass, like oh, it so always hard. does with the Leafs. Yeah. And I'm glad he stuck around, and he's starting to show us his stuff. He's starting to strut his stuff. What's crazy is that, like, if you look across the league right now and all the former Leafs that are on different teams, you know they always end up scoring against us. It's a thing. Connor Brown literally gets a point against us every time he plays us. It's either that or they go on to win a cup. Yeah. Bill Kessel, Tyler Bozak, yeah. Alex Dean. And, like, do you, I don't think people realize that if we let William Nylander go, he is better than all of those players. He has more talent than all of those players. All of them. Yeah. And they've all come back to haunt us. He's got more talent than Nazem Kadri, more talent than Alex Steen, more talent than Tyler Bozak, more talent than Connor Brown, more talent than Jace Johnson. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. He's better than all of them. If you trade this man, 
He will make us eat shit. He will haunt your dreams. He will literally haunt our dreams. Bill Nye the wrist shot guy will put so many pucks through Frederick Anderson's face that we will want to cry. Please, God, don't ever fucking trade that man. Don't be stupid. And now his deal now his deal's looking like a bargain. It absolutely it's a bargain. So let's let's go. Let's go, Bill Nye. You're the bot. The back to back, but was it the first back to back bot of the year? No, I don't. I think it actually is. Because we've had back to back duds. We don't know if we had back to back bots. We'll have to check the tape, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe Maddie had one? I, yeah, that's, that's why I'm like, Matthews has definitely been playing good enough. But maybe because he was too obvious of a choice, we didn't pick him. Yeah, I think there was a couple times we didn't pick him because he was too obvious. It's like, of course he's the butt. <laughs> so I think there was one time where you picked Freddie and I picked Marner, and like Maddie was just kind of got an honorable mention. Yeah, <laughs> like if we were like if we had a third, he would have been Maddie or something. But good on Bill, well deserved back to back buds, and I hope he keeps crushing it. Go. But we have come to the end of this episode. We had uh, this week was a roller coaster. We had some ups, we had some downs. We had the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, the good, bad, and the real fucking ugly. And uh, we can only hope that next week ends up turning out a little bit better. So we got to be the Jets, but don't ever forget go Leafs. Go.